0: This is Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris
1: on TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com. Part two of our interview with Rayfield Wright.
0: Did you guys like being called America's team?
2: Well, you know, we didn't give ourselves that name. Uh, the fans had a lot to do with it, and... Uh, the news media had a lot to do with it uh, based on the fact that the Cowboys, since we have become successful uh, uh, in the game, they started calling us America's team because we had more fans in the different stadiums or, or cities that we played in around the country, and everybody knew our names. So from the offensive line we don't get much credibility, but uh uh everyone knew our names and you know in the different cities in which we played, so I think that was one of the main reasons why uh the team uh had to become America's team. It wasn't because it was something that we did or say it.
0: Who was more popular, the Cowboys team
2: or the Cowgirls? <laughs> well, I say it like this, okay? As far as the players were concerned, uh, we were. Okay? But you know, I took my son, my youngest son, to a game and I wanted him to take pictures of the camera of some of the players. So when the game was over and I got the films uh developed and everything, the only thing that was on the on the film mm-hmm. was oh it's oh. <laughs> no, time to say man i thought he was you know taking pictures of your certain players but he did not
1: <laughs> well so sounds like he has pri- his priorities in the right place let's put it put it that way yeah he has an appreciation for well he has <laughs> he had his priorities in the right place, but we didn't because we couldn't focus
2: on the initial leaders. We couldn't even focus on the fans because we had to be, you know, in, in attention and we had to pay attention and, and keep our focus on the plays in which we call, you know, which we call, you know, it's really interesting because, uh, uh, we played the Vikings one year and uh, this is where they got the, the, the name of, uh, the Hail Mary pass. And that was again, you know, that was with, uh, Drew Pearson and Salva. And you may recall that play. And, uh, uh, Drew caught the pass and, uh, went in for the score. And I was blocking Carl Ellip on that particular play. And one of the reporters came up and asked if, if I saw the play. I said, "No, I didn't see it." And he said, "Well, you were on the field." I said, "Well, I know I was on the field, but I was doing my job. If I had not been doing my job, I wouldn't saw the play. But you know, you execute <laughs> your job, and you watch you watch everything. You know, from the game, uh, you know when we, we watch game films.
0: How exciting was it when you got put in the ring of honor?
2: Well, you know it's. It's really hard to explain in a lot of different ways because the Pro Football Hall of Fame is an organization that selects the best players that they think, along with the reporters, as the best player that played in the game, as well as the best player that helped their team win ball games, and those are two major factors that. Uh, Uh, really, you know, brings a player out for a vote in the Hall of Fame. Now, uh, I couldn't believe, even though I knew that I was a great football player, but I had no idea that I would be uh, one of the Hall of Famers. And the way I felt was overwhelming to me, and to be amongst the greatest players I think that had ever played the game. Uh and you know the list of those players that's in the hall. We have over right a little bit under three hundred and I was number two hundred and forty five that was, you know, a place in the Hall of Fame and we have a lot less than that today because so a little bit over a hundred of the Hall of Famers have, have already passed. So uh alive today there's uh less than two hundred uh hall of famers that's a lie but i was overwhelmed it was exciting uh was i nervous no i wasn't i was just honored and happy to be a part of that and also to uh be a part of the uh be one of the hall of famers that played for the cowboys because we didn't have many you know at that time
1: when you're in canton and and you're stepping up to give the speech and you look out and you see all the cowboy jerseys and all the other fans what is that rush of emotions like what, or how do you how do you remain composed i guess is what i'm asking
2: well it's very difficult to uh remain composed because when i would win in those six uh my mother was there my brothers and sisters. Was there and my niece and nephews was there. They, my mother's never flown on a plane, uh, before and she didn't fly to Canton. Uh, I rented a, uh, uh, a bus that, uh, was a private bus to take my family to the Hall of Fame because my mother would not fly, uh, period. But, uh, uh the nervousness Uh, basically, you know, looking at my mom based on everything that she had done in raising me, you know, it, it brought a lot of tears to my eyes. And, you know, uh, at a point or two, it was a little bit tough to maintain your composure, you know, at certain times. But, uh, the rest of the, uh, fans that was in the audience, you know, they, uh was cheered and cheering all of the players that wasn't it. And, you know, that kind of warmed your heart a lot. And it meant a lot to me because we play not as a team, but we also play for the fans.
0: Did you have a favorite player growing up?
2: Well, my favorite player growing up, matter of fact, it was basketball. And it was a basketball player that I totally admired so much and well there were a lot of them but uh, Oscar Robinson was one uh, you look at uh, uh, Dr. J you look at uh, uh, you look at a lot of players you know and you like to kind of pattern yourself after some of those players but the thing that players have to realize just as I did because I couldn't it was hard for me to make the adjustment Tyco. So I went, uh, to my offensive line coach and got all these films of the best offensive tackles that had played the game up to that point. Uh, St. Louis had two guys, uh, Mike Mill Mike Miller and Reynolds. I don't know where you remember those guys. Mm-hmm. And Green Bay had a guy named Forrest Gregg, you know, and those were players that I looked at on films, and then I tried to go out on the foot field to pattern myself after those players, and I couldn't do it. Bob Lilly and those guys would pick me up and throw me around, and I got tired of that, you know. So I'm laying, and I stayed up all night watching these films, and, you know, one day it came to me. I'm saying, well, what are you trying to do, Ray Well, I'm trying to keep the guys from the quarterbacks on pass blocking, right? And... The way that you do that is something that I had, before you know, while playing basketball was quick feet. And you know, I had to stay in front of the guy because every player, even women today have strength, you know. So uh, I had to stay in front of my player and I used that because of my quickness that I had developed playing basketball.
1: How did you end up with uniform number 70?
2: well that was uh given to me by the coaches and the equipment manager because no one had number 70 at that time and i i think it was a great number because 7 is a good number you know and uh uh it, it's biblical 7 is and I thought 70 was, was a good number because it's a number that really uh, stood out uh, among other numbers, like 67, or, you know, 52, you understand what I'm saying, in the offensive line. It, it was uh, it was a great number, and I loved it.
0: Will there ever be another coach like Tom Landry?
2: Well, I'm not sure whether there will be or not at this time. I don't I don't think so, uh, because he was a coach that, uh, uh, really respected the players and was a coach that taught us more than just about football. He taught us about life itself. And when you look at life itself compared to sports, team sports, you, 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 you kind of get yourself in a position where you, of respect, of, uh, uh, the good things of life itself. How to deal with people, uh, and how to, res- like I said, respect and respect those that are teaching you. So a lot of players don't do that. They, a lot of players feel like they are the ones, you know, that are so important in playing that, uh, they, for- they can forget about everybody else. Uh, you know that's on the team. No one player wins a ball game. Coach Langer said that we win as a team. We lose as a team. And one statement he made to me when when I first started playing tackle, he said, Bill, I'm going to tell you something." I said, "What's that, coach?" He said, "Remember that the player you playing against is a professional just like you." And that's so respectful. So you respect. Not only your teammates, but you respect your opponents that you're playing against because they are a professional just like you.
0: What I find surprising is that the Raiders, the Steelers had all kinds of problems with steroids, people dying young. You never heard that with the Cowboys.
2: No, you're talking about players that passed uh from playing the game itself? Well, you know, there are a lot of reasons why you know, players have passed. Uh, a lot of injuries that players received uh, playing the game, which a lot of people don't understand, they're just there. Even fans are just there to watch the game. But they don't really know exactly what a player goes through mentally, uh, you know, to prepare himself to play a game. And there's a lot of hits. You know, when I think about it, and I looked it up one day, uh I play we average sixty plays a game offensively and we have sixteen uh games a season and you take the games that we average sixty plays a game uh multiplied by the sixteen games that you played the year times 13 years that I played, and you're going to come out pretty close to 3,000 hits because, you know, every time that ball snap you're going to hit somebody or someone's going to hit you. So that's a lot of hits. And, you know, the we didn't have all of the protection of the equipment that players have today, and, you know, we couldn't block like players block today. You couldn't reach out and grab a guy and hold him. Uh, that was a penalty. That was a 15-yard penalty for us, you know. But today, uh, the offensive line, they can just reach out and grab a guy, and then it becomes a wrestling match to me. So, you know, as far as who's the strongest, you know, but you don't see all of the quickness in players uh, like uh, you, you did back in my day. And the thing that uh, gets to me sometimes is that uh, a lot of teams, a lot of coaches, and they look at guys that are 300 pounds, and a guy may run a four six forty or something of that nature, but uh, uh that don't really impress me, because an offensive line, when gained, is 10 yards. So, my point is how fast can you or you know, how quick can you get to point A to point B being 10 yards I don't see many or any offensive linemen running 40 yards if they did they'd be on the sideline sucking up oxygen <laughs> you know you understand what I'm saying exactly so the five you know the four sixes and sevens and, and even four or five that don't mean much to me because Offensive linemen don't get a chance. Well, they could get a chance to run 40 yards. I mean, you see, run 40 yards. So the game is
1: about quickness. How did you know when to call it a career? Well, you get, uh,
2: it's a feeling and the knowledge that you know based on what you have gone through for so many years. And the body is only you know, prepared and, and, and is developed to take a certain amount of hits and things of that nature, whether or not it's in the head, which, which, uh, there's a big, uh, uh, lawsuits and everything right now about concussions. Uh, you know, but every time you, you hit someone and, 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 and they hit you upside your head and, The fans and and everyone said, man, you you got, he got his bail ring, you know, and, you know, that could develop into a concussion because it knocks him out and a lot of things like that. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, when I retired, I retired because it was something and at a time which I thought my body had gone through enough and once that feeling kind of goes away where you can't you don't feel as though you can uh, compete like you should, then you know it's time to get out of the game. You don't just hang around the game just to make money. You just hang around. You know, you just know it's time to go, and you retire. Exactly.
0: The first person I remember to retire because of concussions was Roger Staubach.
2: Well, I don't know whether or not that caused Roger, uh, it caused... Concussions, but I'm, I'm sure it did because he was hit. Just like every quarterback. Don Meredith, Don Meredith got, used to get his nose broken every game. So, you know, you, you look at situations like that and, you know, there were times that Roger really got his bell rung and sometimes when your head hit the ground, the ground is not soft. You know, even with the AstroTurf cause, uh, when when I played the game, we didn't have astroturf. You know, we played on regular grass, which you know, which I love playing on regular ga- grass instead of astroturf because under the astroturf, it's almost like a bed. You got a cushion under the bed. Now you sleep on that cushion for on that bed for a long time. That cushion kind of shrinks, it kind of goes down, and. You know, AstroTurf, to me, does the same thing. And under that AstroTurf, it's like, uh, uh after the padding on, it's like cement. So, you know, it's, it's a very difficult thing for me to even continue playing on it, even though I did.
0: Like the AstroDome, that AstroTurf there, it was basically plastic on top of concrete.
2: Uh, yes, well, you know, there are different companies that... Uh, manufacture astroturf and some of it is not put down the way that all the others are and it makes a difference on the astroturf in which you play on
1: now on your website it, it lists your first coach as uh, your your grandmother big mama was she your, your toughest coach <laughs> she was my toughest coach
2: she was my toughest coach, because she used to tell me things like, "Son, I know you want to be successful, but you can't become successful by yourself. It takes other people around you to become successful. I don't know anyone that has been successful just by themselves, uh whether or not you the owner of a team or you the head coach or you." General manager, it, it, you got to have people, but you got to have the right people around you.
0: So, did she hit you harder than Deacon Jones? <laughs>
2: yes, she did. She hit a lot. Yeah, but her words was even harder than you know a physical aspect as far as punishment. You know, and I remember uh, when when we did something wrong, or things was done. Bad in a the community, they used to send us outside and 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 break off a couple of uh small limbs and they would plant them plant them together you know like like they would you would braid you know half and You know those, you didn't want to get hit by those things too many times because it leaves too big a whip on you, you know.
0: That's where you developed your quickness, running away from that.
2: (laughs) That, That's that's one way you can develop pretty quick. (laughs) I work with kids and you go to my website, uh, you can see what I do, you know, and we have a foundation and, you know, so far we've said 30, 36 kids to college through my foundation, which is uh, a very interesting uh, number, but I don't, uh, I'm not a guy that go around and publicize things, uh, you know, to get uh, credit or honor for anything. You know, I just do it. You know, that was a guy, when I graduated from uh, high school and in, entered into Fort Valley, my high school coach Uh, a man came to my high school coach and said that he wanted to help a student that didn't have the financial resources but was trying to get his education. And my high school principal selected me. And this gentleman sent me $50 a month until I graduated from college. And I told my principal, I said, Mr. Daniels, I said, I can't pay him back until I graduate and get a job. And he said, well, I don't want to be paid back. That's what the general said. He didn't want to be paid back. And I asked my principal, I said, well, what does he want? He said, well, if I ever got in a position to help another student to do it, and that's why I started my foundation. And the other thing is, is that, uh I never knew the gentleman's name. I never cast an eye on him. I knew nothing about him or anything of that nature. So, you know, he didn't put in the newspaper and on T V about what he had done, you know, and that's what I do with what I do and within the foundation and you know, we try to generate funds to help other kids go to go to college, whether they Athletes are not, and most of the 36 kids, uh, very few of them are athletes. And we've had several of the kids that we sent to college to graduate from college. Boys and girls.
0: So it sounds like you're still working in the trenches and not getting a lot of credit, or not looking for credit.
2: That is correct, because when you go into the National Football League or any other uh, professional sport, you don't look for the, you don't go there for the all pro honors. You don't go there for the pro bowl honors. You don't go there for the hall of fame honors. You don't need, well, personally, I didn't. I, I never looked at those. I just wanted to perform and do my job to help the team win ball games. And that's what players were back in those days because we didn't make the kind of running that these guys are making today. You know, we, most of the players, we had to have second jobs, you know, to, to, to sustain in our families and those that we loved that we was trying to help. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting life that we live and we have to accept it.
1: That does it for another edition of Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com. I would like to thank our Pro Football Hall of Fame guest, Rayfield Wright, and our Hall of Fame executive producer, Dave Olson. For another fantastic job tune in again next time on talkzone.com for sports and courts